Alrighty, hello again, everyone, and welcome to it. It is the Derek Hunter Podcast, the 26th of July, 2023. Happy Wednesday to you. Mm, you can smell it. Spring is in the air. No, it's actually a late summer. No, wait. What is that, B.O.? No, I've showered. No, it's impeachment. Oh, the lovely scent of impeachment talk. Don't you love it? Yes, talk of impeachment is in the air, ladies and gentlemen, and therefore I shall talk of impeachment. I, uh, we just spent a couple of days at the ocean. We go to our little cheap hotel over there in Rehoboth Beach, Joe Biden's backyard. We went uh, Sunday, so we stayed Sunday night and Monday night. Why? Because Friday and Saturdays are too damned expensive. And they're also way more crowded. And so I'm poor, cheap, and I don't like crowds. So what we did is we went out there on Sunday. Got caught in traffic anyway because it's still summer. But it was much less crowded than it otherwise would have been. We spent a lot of time playing at Funland. I won a lot of prizes for the girls. Yes, I did. And one thing I noticed in Joe Biden's background, backyard, is that there, if you've ever been there, there's a border, boardwalk. It's a one-mile-long boardwalk. It's got signs everywhere. It says, if you start here and you walk to the end of the boardwalk and then turn around, go to the other end of the boardwalk, and then walk back to this spot, you will have walked two miles. And so, you know, it's like, okay, it's very nice, very lovely. The weather was great it was hot but it was it was great i mean it was cooler than most places that where it was hot because you got the ocean right there and uh, they sell all the things you'd expect all the trappings all the junk all the garbage the boardwalk's got skee-ball the boardwalk has all sorts of things where you win tickets there's all kinds of games you it can be a giant money suck they sell it's weird my wife always jokes that the uh the places closest to the ocean to eat are the places that sell the things that you least want to, like, people at the ocean should be, people in their bathing suit should le- suits should least be eating. You can buy a, you know, you go to the movie, and you're like, this is the biggest tub of popcorn I've ever seen. Well, go to Rehoboth Beach, at least, and uh, probably Ocean City and all the other ones, wherever there's a boardwalk. And you can buy a gigantic jumbo popcorn-sized tub of French fries. Of French fries. I don't understand. Like, it's hot as hell. Oh, my God. It's so hot. I'm miserable. I want to get under the shade. And then I want to eat fried potatoes. No, I got... I'm not... No room to complain about French fries. I'm not a connoisseur, but I am an indulger from time to time. That being said, good Lord... A tub of them? You'd puke. Now, that being said, I do buy them. I don't eat them. We don't eat them. Although the girls kind of do shovel some in there and occasionally I'll take one or two. We buy them because I love feeding animals, which probably makes me a jerk to be around at the beach and on the boardwalk. But we love to be around. I love animals. I always feed animals. I feed the birds at home. I feed the the neighbor's cat, blah, blah, blah. And so 
the girls have adopted this too, which means what? Which means we buy a thing of fr French fries, not the giantest tub, because that's it's too much money and there's too much, and like they'd crap all over us. But a giant thing of French fries and feed the seagulls. And I enjoy that. I like that. The, well, actually, I like that the girls like doing that. So there's that. And you walk around and there's like funnel cakes. It literally is like an obesity convention. Not that everybody at the beach is fat. Just everything at the beach is designed seemingly to make people as fat as humanly possible. It's kind of one of those things where you're just like, who designed this? Who put this together? But whatever. They're probably rich and I'm not. So what are you going to do? So uh, we did that. And I walked past one of the t-shirt shops and I put up a picture of it. I'm going to try and uh, I took a picture of it. I'm going to try to see if I can write something very specific in my town hall column on Thursday. I don't know. I got to email one of the editors. I doubt they're going to be the cool with it because it involves calling somebody a dick. Yeah, I probably should have given a warning for that. It was a sensitive word. But it, I want the title to be, yeah, Donald Trump is a dick. So what? Because Joe Biden, I think, is a bigger jackass. I think, look, nobody, neither one of these two would win a popularity contest for somebody you want to date your sister or go on a cross-country drive with or whatever your problem is with either of them. With a majority of the people, half the country hate one, the other half hates the other. But in Joe Biden's home state, in Joe Biden's new hometown, where he just spent over, um, he spent a fortune, million, million dollars at least. We don't know where he got the money, but he spent it on a beach house, an oceanfront beach house. They don't like him. They don't like him there. And this is pictures one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, various T-shirts that you can get, right? It's the silk screening things that they do at the ocean, at the beach, at the boardwalks, at these little surf shops. And the options are, now these are the political ones. There wasn't a single one featuring Joe. Now, that was kind of weird. They, some of them mentioned him about how Joe Biden sucks, but there wasn't like a single one where you could buy, if you wanted, a picture of Joe. And surprisingly, you know, I didn't hunt all of the T-shirt shops there. But you would think that Joe Biden, like, licking the ice cream or eating the ice cream like a moron, that would be a pretty good T-shirt. And you just have him doing that, and right across the bottom it says idiot or something like that. But that wasn't available. Everything was Trump. Most of it was, I love Trump. Some of it was, Trump sucks. But most of it was, I love Trump. And these nine that I got in this frame, uh, from the top right, which would be the Marsha Brady box and the Brady Bunch. And we'll go across to Mom and then Greg. And then to the middle, then to the bottom. First one is Trump in a suit, ripping it open, exposing the Superman logo. Next one is uh, Pendejo. It's Trump again, a picture of Trump, and it says Pendejo across the bottom. Next is Trump giving the bird in the like Obama kind of colors. Remember the Hope poster of him? The Obama colors flipping the double bird. And it says, let's go, Brandon, FJB. 
Then it's Trump again in the because there's such lack of originality in these T-shirt games. It's Trump in the sort of hope poster again, except he looks like a zombie and it says American Horror Story. Then it says good. Let's see. Who is that in there? The good, the good, and in the O, first O of the good, it is Trump. The bad, and in the A of bad, is the donkey, the Democrat logo. The ugly, in the G, is Nancy Pelosi. Oh, that's mean. It's not wrong, but it's mean. And then it says the stupid, and in the U, is Kamala Harris. And then the idiot. And in the O of idiot, there's the one time you get a picture of Joe Biden. <laughs> like So it's the good, the bad, the ugly, the stupid, the idiot. Another one of the t-shirt options. Then it's Make America Great Again, and it's Trump ripping off, this time he's wearing a shirt, and uh, wearing American flag sunglasses, and he's ripping open his suit jacket. It's uh, Liberty or Death, or Death or Glory, and it's the American Eagle. So it says Making America Great Again, Triumph. Then it says, then the next one is, and this is at uh, Cindy Brady. Hell yeah, I voted for Trump and we'll do it again. Then in the middle, Mr. Brady is America. It says America and it's Trump with, uh, you know, that idiot Salt Bay or whatever the hell he is. I don't know why he like sprinkled salt. Somehow, God, what goes viral is so stupid. But anyway, it's Trump doing the Salt Bay thing wearing sunglasses. And then, finally, little Bobby Brady is Trump with an American flag bandana, American flag sunglasses, holding a giant beer, even though he's a teetotaler, and it says, let's go, Brandon. Those were the six, nine options that were immediately, there were a couple other ones that had to do with video games, but these were the ones that were all lumped together. This is Joe Biden's hometown. These are the people who know Joe Biden the best. These are the people whose lives are routinely uprooted and inconvenienced by Joe Biden. Having talked to many of them about the president of the United States, Joe Biden is not a very popular man in Rehoboth Beach. It's kind of funny. Now, he's turning out not to be that popular of a man in Washington, D.C., I'm not going to say that the walls are closing in because the walls aren't closing in and you can never count a Democrat out. They seem to look at look at Governor Blackface in Virginia, right? He was disgraced. He was in freaking blackface as an adult. Either his only defense was I might have been the guy in the Klan outfit, which is not a whole hell of a lot, Governor Ralph Northam. It's not a whole hell of a of defense there. No, no, no. I, I don't know if I did blackface or not. I might have been the dude in the Klan outfit. Oh, all right. Well, then forget it. Never mind. Go about your business. It's so wildly stupid that this should have, should have sent him on his way. It should have sent him down a shame spiral and he should have resigned. Just said, you know what I did it was stupid. It was a long time ago. I shouldn't have done it. But you know what? For the sake of argument, whatever, and uh, whatever, I'm going to be wildly ineffective going forward. I choose to resign for the good of the state, the good of the party, the good of whatever. It would have happened 10 years earlier, but instead he just said, screw it. I'm going to stick around. I'm going to keep going 
it doesn't matter. And from that moment on, nobody can be shamed or, it's not even shame, decency died that day. You know, everybody pretended to be decent. And then when you, that was the deal. Look, you're a decent human being. I'm a good guy. I'm a good, and then when you're found to like be kicking puppies and pushing elderly down flights of stairs, you go, oh, all right. Well, you caught me. I will resign because I'm a disgrace. I'm a wild hypocrite. I am whatever. I'm everything that's wrong with politics. Ralph Northam said, screw it. I'm just going to stick around. I'm just going to plow through this. I'm going to power through it. It doesn't matter to me. You can't humiliate me. I'll just refuse to talk about it. I won't go anywhere near reporters. And sooner or later, all the self-righteous Democrats were like, you know what? We, uh, the governor should resign. It's horrible what he did. After about a month, they all kind of said, blackface, that doesn't sound like Ralph Northam. Eh, moving on. So much so that Terry McAuliffe, running to replace Ralph Northam after Ralph Northam was term-limited out, happily and gleefully accepted the man's endorsement. You're like, what the hell? Like, two years earlier, three years earlier, whatever it was, you'd called for his resignation. You don't have to... Look, you you go, all right, well, he endorsed. And then when you're asked about it, hey, uh, the guy in the blackface endorsed you, and you go, eh, lots of people endorse me. I can't control who endorses me. But no, he said, oh, I'm so proud to have the endorsement of Governor Ralph Northam. That's a little bit different. That's a little screwed up. That's totally messed up. It just, it shows you how disgusting our politics and people have. All this talk about George Costanza or whoever the guy is out of New York, the Republican out of New York, who seems to have lied about everything in his life. Like, he's just doing exactly what Ralph North, he's following the Democrat playbook. The new political playbook is, yeah, so what? Move on. Just go ahead and plow through it all. And the Democrats are sitting there going, oh, can you believe this guy? He lied about this and he lied about that. Like, Did he put shoe polish all over his face and pretend to be a black guy? Or did he put a Klan hood on and go to a, like a lynching party or whatever the hell was going on? Did he, did he do that? Because I don't think he did that. Now, which, which one is worse? That this guy told some lies? Because if you got a problem with people lying about their biography, I would point you to 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue and pretty much every damn aspect of Joe Biden's life. But they don't. They have a problem with the fact that he's a Republican and they hate him. And that's it. And that's where our politics are these days. So when you hear talk, including Speaker McCarthy, talking about we should maybe consider an impeachment inquiry over all of the lies and all of the new interesting developments regarding Hunter Biden's family business, et cetera, et cetera, and Joe's involvement in it, you should immediately go, uh, whatever, here we go again, but it's fine, that's politics. But in this case, it's actually warranted. The first Trump impeachment was because some friend of that fat Vindman guy who is in love with Ukraine more than he loves this country, he said, oh, uh, I don't like the way this phone call read. Oh, yeah, well, that's terrible. And they had the, the so-called whistleblower who read the transcript of the tape and said, this is just wrong. Can you believe that, that Donald Trump was saying, hey, if our former vice president you know, was selling access and using his position to enrich himself and his kids, we'd kind of like to know about that. But no, Democrats said, you can't do that. How dare you even look into that? Joe Biden is the salt of the earth. 
When what I really think they should have said is that Joe Biden has salted the earth because behind him he destroys everything. But realistically, when you look at that phone call and that ask, how much of it has played out? It wasn't a quid pro quo, but how much of it has played out? I'd say a whole hell of a lot of it has played out. And we're finding out even more and more every single day about what in the hell this family was doing in regards to having anything to do with Ukraine. Their idiot son, their junkie son, had no knowledge of the industry, no knowledge of anything. And yet there he was raking in the money. And there's Joe bragging about getting people fired and blah, 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 all these dots being connected. But throughout it, what did we have? We had denials. Now, I could play you an endless montage of Joe Biden, one after the other after the other, saying, I never talked to myself. The funny thing about Joe Biden's defense here to this point, what it has been, and I'm going to swear again, since I already broke the hymen on that one. It's just one word, and it's common, and it's not the F word. But the, uh, the Joe Biden defense to this point, to allegations that he has, uh, is compromised and used his position to enrich his family and himself, his defense pretty much has been, no, I'm a shitty father. That's it. I am a shitty father. Now, what do you mean, Derek? Well, it's pretty simple. His defense is, I never talked to my kid about his business at all. Well, you may say, well, that's good. No, you're a bad dad if you don't talk to your kid about what's going on in their life. It doesn't matter if they're six years old or if they're 50 years old. You never talk, you expect me to believe you never once talked to your son about his business. Well, no wonder he's a self-destructive junkie who hates his life, who hates his family, who rebel because you have shown little interest in it. And yes, people are much more than their professions, but people are also partially their professions. They do a good spend a good chunk of their lives engaged in their work. Do they not? Yes, they do. So to sit there and you imagine your father, your parent, your only surviving parent, you got your idiot stepmom there, Jill, but your only surviving parent, take no interest whatsoever in what it is you do for a living? None? How horrible would that make you feel? I'm like, oh, you know, God, Dad, hey, Dad, I had a rough day at uh, work today. You wouldn't believe it. Yeah, you know what? I don't want to know. I don't care. No, no inquiry. No. Hey, is how's business doing? Hey, how's life doing in any way, shape or form? It's just straight up. Shut up. Don't talk to me. Don't look at me. Don't make eye contact. I don't want to hear it. Take that crap someplace else. Take it down to the whorehouse to find somebody who wants to hear from you. That's Joe Biden's defense. I am a shitty father. Now, frankly, I believe it. I would believe it. In that sense, I think it's a valid defense because he is a shitty father. You don't raise two junkies, at least. Don't know about Bo. You don't raise two junkies being super dad, being a good dad who they can feel like they can approach with their problems or anything like that. Hell no. But I want to play you some audio here. 
and then we'll get out of here. So we're going to keep this about a half a show today. Because yesterday, Karine Jean-Pierre was asked about this, and there was a subtle shift. The I'm a shitty father, the Joe Biden was a shitty father. First, I'll play the Joe Biden was a shitty father defense. And it's kind of interesting, this clip. This is one of the ones that, because most of the time you just see, um, like, Joe Biden talking to Peter Ducey, saying, never talk to my son about his overseas. Never did that. Never, 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 never. And that's it. Well, there's a lot more to it than that. A local reporter, you had to go local to get this. A local reporter laid it out pretty well in a one-on-one interview with Joe. And Joe's denial went a little bit further than never talk to my son. Never, never, never. He explains his I was a shitty father defense. He tries to justify it as I wasn't a shitty father. I was, in fact, just trying to be a good vice president. The president's accusation against you stems from your son, Hunter Biden, working on the board of an energy company in Ukraine while you were vice president. Do you agree that that could at least create the appearance of a conflict? Look, what I agree is with that there's not a single solitary thing anyone said that was done wrong. I don't discuss business with my son. I didn't know that was the case when in fact I found out after the fact. And because I don't discuss things with my son or my family, because I don't want to have any knowledge of any, I I don't want to be accused of, well, you talk with your son or you talk with your whomever. And so the fact is, though, everybody's looked at that. He did nothing wrong. Zero. Period. Period. He's done nothing wrong. I love that. The fact is, he's been never been accused of anything. Blah, 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 blah. There's not a single solitary thing that anyone has said that ever was done wrong. Well, nobody paid attention to it, Joe. Nobody noticed it. Now people are noticing it and people are having some questions. And now, now there are a lot of people who are saying that there was a lot of stuff that was fishy, that was wrong. But he, like, oh, nobody ever. I love this. This this defense is something that politicians, particularly Democrats, do all the time. If you remember back in the late 90s, and there's no reason for you to remember, so don't feel badly if you don't. I will refresh your memory. Al Gore got into all sorts of trouble, and well, Clinton Gore did. They were selling access to the White House. They were selling coffees with the president and vice president. Remember that? Look it up. You can find this online. Uh, the videos of it, they did. They, they testified. Al Gore testified. It helped damn him in the 2000 election, which was good for the country. But when asked about things like the $200,000 he walked out of the Buddhist monastery with while everybody there had taken a vow of poverty, but it was $200,000 for the campaign. It actually was Chinese communist money. And they asked about the... Uh, selling of access to the president, the vice president, fundraising from the White House, blah, blah, blah. Al Gore's defense was not, how dare you, I'd never do such a thing. They couldn't do that because they knew that they had done this stuff. So he couldn't be on record denying it because a little bit of digging would have shown, yeah, no, this is true, they did this. So instead they came up with the very lawyered, There is no controlling legal authority. 
Remember that? What we well, there's no controlling legal authority that says that what we did was wrong. There's no controlling legal authority who told us not to do these. It, they created this, of course, out of whole cloth. They were hoping that the public would never know that they were selling access to and selling, renting the rooms in the White House, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. They didn't want the public to know that. Once they did, there's no controlling legal authority. Now, yeah, I suppose maybe technically there was no controlling legal authority. It's one of those things where you sit there and you go, you should, it's not illegal to go and uh, punch your next door neighbor if they're out doing some gardening. Now, it is, so don't do that, but imagine that it weren't. And your defense was, well, nobody made it illegal for me to go over. There's no, yeah, they say you can't steal. Stealing money is wrong, whatever, but it doesn't say anything about stealing garden gnomes. There's nothing expressly, there's no controlling legal authority that expressly says do not go over there and bludgeon your next door neighbor with a garden gnome. Wouldn't that seem a little bit weird? Wouldn't that seem a little bit overly lawyered? That's what Democrats are. That's what Democrats have become. Nobody said, they, they put these straw men together. Nobody has uh, suggested that he's ever done anything wrong. Well, yeah, they kind of have. That's the only reason we're talking about it, you jackass. Remember, the, again, Democrats have a wonderful way of creating their own standards and then meeting those expectations, just barely. James Comey. There's no reasonable prosecutor would file these charges or whatever. Remember that? Uh, here's 20 minutes on how Hillary Clinton broke the law and the laws that she broke, and there's no question that she did it, but no reasonable prosecutor would bring this case. Huh? Why the hell not? Well, it turns out now he was just talking about Soros prosecutors. We didn't know that. They don't bring any case against anybody, especially against Democrats. But it was very interesting that that was the argument. That was the defense. Like, yeah, you know, sure, he broke the law. But, I mean, nobody would charge her with it. Yeah, nobody would charge her with it. Why? Because she's Hillary Clinton. That's why. That's the only reason why. If a Republican did it, you'd be all up their rear end like it had the cure for what ails you up there. Just keep that in mind. And now, after Joe's unambiguous, made up, nobody ever said anything, he did anything wrong. And besides, I now that's what's funny too, is he goes, hey, uh, I never talked to my, my son or anybody else in my family because his brothers are degenerates, his daughters, they're all degenerates. They're all making money off of this. They've all got LLCs for no good reason. That money just shows up in the accounts of. Going, hey, look at that. Another jackpot. Somebody just won something. I don't talk to anybody about that because I don't even want the appearance of it. Well, you know what that means, right? I mean, if we're to take Joe Biden at his word, because that clip was from 2020. If we take Joe Biden at his word, he doesn't talk, he doesn't know what business his, any of his family members are in, he doesn't talk to them about it at all, which means that if they want to lobby him, work as a foreign agent, an unregistered foreign agent or whatever, they can do it. They just do it. He won't know it's being done. Goes, wow, you know what? My little uh, crackhead son 
has taken a very deep dive interest in oil business in Ukraine. That's nice. Isn't that nice? I love it when these kids just come up with these weird little interests, like they're concerned about various things that impact China. That's kind of what it would be like. Like Quinn loves, she, uh, she's obsessed with these weather apps. And you know, she, if there's a thunderstorm warning, she's like all about it. She's very, very obsessed with weather. Now, if I thought she was monetized, I'd love it if she'd monetized it. If I thought she was monetizing it and she, I was working like Weather Channel or something, or I worked for Blofeld or whoever, some Bond villain who uh, built a weather machine, like, yeah, you know what? It'd be really great if the crops over in uh, southeast Iowa would get some rain today. I wouldn't have had to have had a conversation with Quinn about how she's now lobbying for big corn in Iowa for me to at least begin to question after two or three times of her going, boy, it wouldn't be interesting if, and good, sure could use some rain over in the southwest quarter of Iowa. I might begin to think, without having expressly had a conversation with her about it, that she's lobbying for big corn or an agent of the state of Iowa or something like that. But no, Joe is like, never talk to him about their businesses. So you never want, because Hunter's been, the thing about this is Hunter and Jim Biden, his brother, they've gotten their fingers into so many pies that they're literally in, been in at least for 20 minutes and a couple million dollars. Damn near every industry you can think of. So it would almost be impossible for them not to have talked to Joe about something related to some of their businesses. Were they registered lobbyists at the time? Did they have influence on it? Now, Joe says that Hunter is the smartest guy he knows. Smartest guy he knows, which says a lot about Joe. But if you have somebody who is the smartest person you know, and you are in a position where you have to make serious decisions and educated guesses and blah, blah, blah on the world, would you not consult the smartest guy you know? I think you might consult the smartest guy you know at some point. And what if the smartest guy you know, after giving you advice, then immediately goes out and says, hey, uh, Company X over in Country Y, I, I am in a position to maybe influence my dad to XYZ, to do whatever, influence you. Now, I'll really push him down that direction if and you cut me a big-ass check. And they do it. See, there's all sorts of ways to sort of ostrich defense this. I have never talked to him about his business. Really? You ever talked to him about your job? Because if you're talking to him about your job, and there's a lot of instances where your job responsibilities dovetail with what he's monetizing and getting rich off of and giving you a big chunk of it, then, yeah, maybe he didn't expressly sit down and say, Dad, guess what? I just got a no-show job from Burisma. No, he doesn't have to say that. Of course, again, Joe Biden's defense is probably twofold. I'm a dick as a father, and I'm a moron who didn't pick up on all of these things. And if you don't think that Joe Biden would ultimately send his son tumbling under the bus, you haven't been paying attention. Listen to the new defense from I never talked to my son about business whatsoever to what it is now with the wildly historic Karine Jean-Pierre. 
Um, uh, Chairman James Comer today says that the Oversight Committee, excuse me, has evidence that the President in the past communicated directly with foreign business associates of his son Hunter Biden many times. Curious if the White House and the President still stand behind his comment that he's never been involved and has never even uh, spoken to his son about his business. So I've been, I've been asked this question a million times. The answer is not going to change. The answer remains the same. The President ha was never in business with his son. I just don't have anything else to add. This answer is not going to change. Watch me change it immediately. The president was never in business with his son. Well, that's different than he never discussed business with his son. Do you see the subtle but important difference there? He never discussed business with his son. Now, suddenly, he that answer leaves room for all sorts of discussion about business with his son. But he never actually was an equity shareholder in it. He didn't put the initial down payment down. He did not exercise options that he'd had, which is weird because he still got 10% as the big guy. So, yes, I don't like what Democrats did with impeachment. They made it just a political football and impeached for nothing. A case could have been rationally made for an investigation after January 6th, but the evidence didn't support the conclusion. But if you wanted to say, hey, we want to look at some internal things and see if maybe there was something else going on behind because it was a coincidence, you could have done that. They didn't do that. The first impeachment was garbage. The second impeachment was garbage. They weaponized it effectively, which now allows them to go, uh, Republicans really want to talk about impeaching Joe Biden because Democrats impeached Donald Trump. We did Donald Trump because he deserved it. Joe Biden doesn't deserve it. They've already declared a verdict before the jury is sworn, before any evidence is heard. Republicans should look into this. Should it be all-consuming? Should it be something that overtakes everything else the government is doing? Absolutely not. It has to be one of those times when government actually does do multiple things at once, not to distract from the impeachment inquiry and not a foregone conclusion, but it should be an actual, honest-to-goodness inquiry with the power of subpoena to get to the bottom of this with the possibility that there's nothing there. But if it is, because the media is going to make it all-consuming, and if you let it become that, then it becomes partisan, then it becomes revenge porn, and then Republicans will lose no matter what they discover. So it has to be done soberly. It has to be done smartly. It should be done, and it should be done by somebody who knows what they're doing and can also handle the left-wing press. That's what should happen. Will that happen? Who the hell knows? But that's the way it should go. So I think that the idea of floating an impeachment inquiry is good. I think an impeachment inquiry is good. Prove something and then we can get to the conviction. But you got to know going in that it's pretty much going to have to be a confession for any Democrat in the United States Senate or in the House, really, for that matter, to vote to either impeach or convict. Because ultimately, you're up against the OJ jury. The OJ jury admitted that they acquitted OJ because he's black. And they were majority black. And they didn't care. This was revenge over Rodney King. Somehow. Why? I don't know. Revenge. And so you didn't care that two white people got their heads cut off because 
They did you ever get? I love that uh, Chris Rock thing about people cheering the OJ verdict, like acting like they're getting some money. Like I didn't get my OJ check. Yeah, no, you didn't. But you know, there's going to be a lot of people who are going to play those games. Jamie Raskin will never give a damn what any Democrat ever does. He is a horrible person. There are a lot of them like that. But it's not about convincing. Democrats as much as it is about showing the world. Showing the world. Democrats can acquit them all they want in the Senate. Show the world who this guy is and maybe put some pressure on Democrats to have to change that. Anyway, we'll see how it goes. I'm going to call it a day right there and go and unpack and all that good stuff. Hope you had a wonderful couple of days. Hope we have a wonderful couple of rest of the week here Appreciate you listening. We'll be back tomorrow. See what happens.